Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What's up out there, podcast? (laughs) What's good, y'all? Hey. Okay, so full confession time. (laughs) We are live this week. We're back. But we've sort of took the summer off, and we taped all those that were in... um, what do we just do? The end of June, the end of June, July, the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. I listened to every one of them, the last <laughs> and I just totally went blank there for a minute. So hey, we're back. Woohoo! We're actually taping live for this week. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so um, and shout out to Dan for keeping us going, keeping it straight, man. Even when we weren't barely really but yeah. here, yeah. you so did it. Mona's been out of the state. Yeah, I've been out of the country. Uh, yeah. And Dan I've been out of the state. Mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably our fault. Your words were never spoken. Let me tell you. Yes. Yeah, so, hey, thank you guys for still listening. Yes. We hit a milestone while we, we were gone. We did. We did. Um, Three thousand downloads. Mm-hmm. Which so on the team I was with in Bolivia. So there's this one guy, Kent Span. If you're listening, you said you were. So mm-hmm. shout out to you. Um, he was like. Seriously, you guys have 3,000 downloads? I'm like, dude, seriously. It's a mistake of Mary. Man. Dude, we're going to have 5,000 in about another Ooh. month. And we, we've seen more growth uh, across other countries. Uh, the last couple of weeks, we've seen uh, listeners in Japan, India, and the Netherlands are the, the ones that we've seen that are new. So it's been, it's been exciting. Been exciting. <laughs> what did- He's making a funny face. <laughs> That's, That's not, very exciting. Yes. You control yes. yourself. <laughs> I don't really we don't really That's, know what's happening. That's here. um great. We should have some in Bolivia. <laughs> I mean, I told everybody about it. Um so I'm gonna encourage I got a couple guys that I'm gonna encourage to be listening. Um shout out if you are listening to Melvin, my interpreter from Bolivia, mm-hmm. who said he was gonna be listening from La Paz. Wow, man, what a time. So yeah, man, 403 That's people amazing. made profession of faith amazing. in six days of awesome. ministry. Woo! This crazy. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was just the Holy Spirit was moving, and I've never <laughs> been in anything like that. It's awesome. Um, you know, so God bless. So, hey, well, we're back here. Um, had a great day of worship yesterday. We were just mm. sitting there talking oh. about it, um, how God was moving in that service. Yes. Um, yep. If you want to hear a great story, what I think is one of the— I, I may never have a, a better—every— um, Time I share Jesus and somebody comes to know Jesus, it's a miracle. Um, but I would encourage you to go listen to the sermon from mm-hmm. yesterday and about the um, uh, my conversation with El Diablo, mm-hmm. not the real devil, <laughs> <laughs> but a guy who called himself the devil. So just an incredible story, yep. and um, wow, man, Oops. God moved. So we're in Psalms now. We are. So we're going to take a little break from the Lord. We may get back to the Sermon on the Mount and um, the Lord's Prayer. And well, we finished the well, Lord's we finished Prayer. Lord's prayer. <laughs> Sermon on the Mount. Um, we may get back to that. We may not. At some point, if we keep doing this long enough, we'll get back to it at some point. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So we just decided, um, translated, I decided. <laughs> because they both looked at me well, and I said, what are we doing? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
We're going to be in the Psalms for a little bit, and we're going to choose over the next coming weeks. We're going to start in Psalm 1. We all agreed on that. Yep. Um, may not finish it this week, so this may be a two-parter. But then we're going to take each of our favorite Psalms. Mine is Psalm 63. What is your spell? 119, so that'll take a few holy weeks. Holy macaron, 176 <laughs> No, I have a plan. Don't okay, worry. Okay, all right, Well, Let's hope so. Dan, you got one, or are you uh, sort of running by the... You'll, you'll find out when I have find to have out. One <laughs> I like to keep people on edge. We told, we told him he didn't have to have one picked today, and then here you are asking him. He should have known. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is true, Dan. <laughs> if I was prepared, I wouldn't be Dan. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so... Uh, what, some other news, Goose of Grace back in about two weeks. Two weeks. So Woo-hoo. you guys, it's on the air. It's official now. It's two on weeks. the air. It's official. <laughs> uh, yeah, I put you on the spot. That's it. <laughs> Goose of Grace. Um, we'll be back, which is good. I can live tweet you guys while I listen to it as I walk. Um, kidding. I live text them though. Get your corrections ready. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. So anyway, turn your Bibles to Psalm one, and Miss Mona is going to read it, and then Miss Mona is going to pray, and then we are going to. Jump in with this psalm with both feet and go at it. All right. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Lord, we um, just set this time before you and ask that you would um, teach us as we speak into these mics and that we might be um, able to um, express your truth and um, the words that you would have us to say. And so speak through us, Holy Spirit, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. (laughs) Um, So in Psalm 1, just um, an overall, just give me a picture of what you guys see here as you read in in toto, as it were. And then we'll want to get into the fine specifics. What What do you guys see as a general statement about this whole psalm? Well, <clears throat> just the um, the contra- contrast that is made between the righteous and the wicked. Okay. He's looking at you, Dan. So, oh, sorry. I, I was reading. <laughs> no, uh, I was looking back. It reminds me. Um, recently, I, I've been reading through Proverbs, and it's the idea that all knowledge starts with the fear of the Lord. All right. mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's that same idea. So much today uh, of what's held up as as knowledge and truth is the exact opposite. Right. And we don't know it because we're not in God's Word and we're not in relationship with God enough to know the difference and, and to discern that truth from, from the lies that are given to us. Yeah. So I would go the same thing, that it's sort of a contrast. Yep. And, and then I would add another layer. And the slide into um, ungodliness is is a slight decline, mm. not a mm. fall off the face of the earth. Yep. It's not a cliff. And so that's how you sort of... Start this whole start. So let's just dive in right there. Um, when it says, Blessed is the man, um, and it speaks of mankind, not just uh, males, right? But then it begins <clears throat> to talk about it, it goes from the negative connotation, a negative point of view. Blessed is the man who does it's not, not do this, too, right? <clears throat> and then he, we see a progression. And these are, I wrote down in my notes, what we see here are degrees of departure from God, mm-hmm. and so it's a progression that we see. 
So let's look at the three. Who walks not in the council, who nor stands in the way, nor sits in the seat. Run with it. <laughs> that those... <clears throat> And later, when we read later that about the wicked, then we know that that that, and it's talking about the wicked, and so obviously that's what the the way that um, a righteous person can fall into that trap by first walking and then by standing and then by sitting, um, and that um, becoming more comfortable with it, becoming more um, just. Um, more ingrained in it, having it become more ingrained in yourself, right. um, instead of just um, being on the edge, lo- edge looking in. Right. You know, and I've got a couple other words here. The one who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, it just means you're just sort of handling the word of God very loosely. Mm-hmm. You're just sort of being loose with the truth. Mm-hmm. That's why people, um, when when you guys know, I'm like all about memorizing scripture. Right. I'm all about um, getting all the preaching, teaching. Bible study that you can get, it's important. Yes. If you're loose with the Word of God, that's what Eve was. Mm-hmm. She was very loose with right. it. And that's what led us astray. Right. So you find this person that's loose with the Word of God, then ultimately it inv- it brings into, it goes into their conduct. Mm-hmm. Then they begin to conduct themselves in a very loose way. Right, right. And then when you when you get to that progression, and the next step is, as it says here, you become a mocking person of those that try to say. You know, it just amazes me. I use this illustration all the time. Um, years ago, um, the Giants were playing um, the Green Bay Packers in um, the NFC Championship, and it was like negative 10 degrees. Well, there's these dudes out there in no shirts with their bellies painted. And I mean, the announcers and everybody else are going, man, they are just what fans. That's what I'm talking about. You get somebody that wants to preach and teach the Bible, we're called fanatics, Mm -hmm. which is where fans come from. But it's like, you're just taking, I I cannot tell you how many times in my ministry that I've heard these words. Don't you think you're just taking that a little bit too seriously? Yeah. I would argue none of us take it serious enough. Right, yep. I think God holds us to a standard, and none of us meet in that standard. And so for somebody to look at me and say, um, you're running loosey-goosey there. No, I'm not. I'm running. I'm trying to run straight. You're running loosey-goosey, and the problem is going to bite you in the butt at some point. Right, and you and we can see that here in these verses because it's contrasted with delighting in the law and meditating on the law, and that <clears throat> it has to be both of those things. Yes. It, the, the blessed man, the righteous man, is is someone who does not do these things with the wicked, but also delights in the law. And so you you can't just say, well, I don't um, hang out with the wicked. I don't do things with the wicked. But if you don't delight in the law, you might as well. Yeah, that's a great point. Because you get a bunch of people that say things like this. Well, I don't go out getting drunk all the time. I don't go out and party no more. It's that idea just enough. We want yeah. just enough right. to get into heaven yeah. and anything more than that. So we want to stick our big toe over in there and get into heaven. Right. Which a lot of times, I'm just going to rock the boat. <laughs> rock the boat. <laughs> rock the boat. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, um, I say that a lot of times about parents with teenage kids. Mm-hmm. They want their teenage kid to have enough Jesus to get into heaven, but not so much makes them feel bad. Right. Or, like, or don't carry it so far. That it's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. That it might call them to go be on the mission field, or it might call them to preach, or it might call, oh, easy now. Don't, don't, don't go that far. Right. Oh, come on. Get off of it. I pray every day for more preachers out of Marion and more missionaries out of Marion, more 
part-time and full-time, you know what I'm saying, like short-term missions, long-term, they'll just go on the mission field. I may spaz out if we ever have anybody <laughs> just go onto the mission field for Marion full-time. Well, and if he can handle our salvation, he can handle our safety. I mean, come on. Oh, what a like, fault. <laughs> yeah. you know. And if he can protect you here, he certainly can protect you wherever you wherever go. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, so let's dive into that. What, so we got it, and everybody says, well, the Bible is a bunch of don'ts. Well, it's a bunch of do's right here, right. too. It, 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 it does give you some don'ts. Right. Things that are not good for you, don't do it. <clears throat> you lay down with the dogs, you're going to get the fleas at some point. <laughs> Yep. You know what I'm that's, saying? That's, that's it. true. Seriously. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's not enough, as you just so said, to just not lay down with the dogs. There's something else you ought to be doing. Right. Delighting and meditating. Let's. What do they look like? So, well, delighting, um, if you think about the things that you delight in, that you get joy from. Banana pudding. <laughs> Banana milk. But, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, this is a 30-minute show. Yeah, right? (laughs) What a spiritual moment that was. (laughs) I can hear somebody text me or or message me. I cannot believe you're just connecting a spiritual moment with some banana milk. Obviously. It's called a joke. (laughs) Don't go crazy. But we know that as we look at what we delight in, it brings us joy. It's important to us. It's um, it we put priority on it. It's um, we center our lives on it. We um, our activities, our thoughts, our you know what we talk about. Um, And so then, when we delight in the law of the Lord, then that's what we do with the the law of the Lord. That then that's how we feel about His Word. Yeah. You just want to be in it, swimming in it. Right. Well, and to go back to that that illustration of football, you get someone who— thought he's going back to banana milk, and I was like, yeah. Bring it right back. No, but, but back to football, you get somebody who who's considered really a fan. It affects everything from what they do during their day yeah. when the game is on, what they wear, what they yep. talk about with their friends. Yep. They'll, they'll talk to everybody. They'll listen about their favorite team. But unless you see them walking in the doors of the church, you don't know they're a Christian. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. And, and a, a, that football team doesn't know you exist. Yeah. Meanwhile, God sent his own son Ooh. for you specifically. Yeah. Why yes. are you wasting your time on the other? Yeah. E- eternity is really long to be wrong. Yeah. Yep. I've said it before. I said it yesterday. Um, there's two fools in this, I believe. The definition that I have for delight that I have written in my notes is this. It's your full affection, mm-hmm. which is sort of what you said. Mm-hmm. It's everything that you desire. Mm-hmm. And the writer here, his the Torah was his delight mm-hmm. you, you get that idea that he was talking about the torah the first five books and the the law the um uh, books of moses and that he loved that and then when you go to he meditates that means it goes from just your full affection to your full attention mm-hmm. that there's not a moment you're not figuring mm-hmm. out some scripture that you're not thinking about it that's why it's so important to get scripture in us in the mornings yes mm-hmm. it's so that throughout the day you can have that thought of man what does that mean and that's the reason a lot of it is that I've gone to, you know, we have books of the month and verses is because you guys know we one of the first books we read was First John. And I love First John, my favorite book of the Bible. But I got so much more out of it mm-hmm. when we were, when I was reading it every day like that and I was right. in, taking it all in. I got so much more out of it. And I learned so much more that when you have it and you're meditating daily and you're thinking about it all the time, you're j- you're drawing out all the nutrients, all the um, everything that God has in store. Now you'll never draw it all out. That well is deep. Yep. 
but man, it just, it'll bless your day. Yep. Right. And like you said, then it's there for the day and it's, um, and then throughout the day, it will come, come to your mind. It will come to your heart. It will, um, you know, it may be, a, you may find that it's a scripture that you need. You're mm-hmm. facing a situation and, and you are suddenly reminded of what you read that morning. And I would argue not only just come back during the day, because when you do that, it'll come back next month. Right, right, absolutely. Well, yeah, instead of being a visit, it begins to reside in yes. you. Yeah. Yes. And, and so many... I think people- I read that somewhere. Well, we're to abide in Christ or something. I don't know. But there's so many that... that I think that's why we don't talk about about the gospel to other people. That's why we're not effective as as disciples of Christ is because we're trying to pour out things that we haven't taken in yet. Yeah. And so that it can't be just a sporadic, <laughs> well, I felt bad about something I did yesterday, so I read the Bible, or, or Hank really got after us about reading, so I read for a day. Yeah. It's a practice, yep. and, it, yeah. and it's like a muscle. The more you use it, the the stronger you'll get, but the the strange thing is, the hungrier you'll be for it. The more you take in. All right, I'm not gonna lie. So some people are gonna say this is sarcastic or mean, but here's the truth. For some people, if I could just figure out they were trying to pour out something from the Bible, I, that would make me happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most believers don't even try to pour it out. They don't even try to fake it, man. They just yeah. sort of you know pour it into me, so I can have enough as we you know. Anyway, I digress. So so as he goes in this way. And so you just sort of ponder it all day, and and you live in it. Where here's a great idea, I think that where's your residence? Mm-hmm. Is it with those that are scoffers, mm-hmm. or is it is those that look to the Savior? Yes. Is it in His Word, or is it in their words? Which one? Where do you reside? Right. How do you live life? Are you abiding, or are you not abiding? Right. Um, are you are you trying to live in the works of the flesh? which would be that first little part, or are you trying to walk in the fruit of the Spirit? It's so vitally important that you daily tap into what God wants for you. Yep. I'm all, Johnny Hunt, I think, is the person who said it. He said, it's just not that Christianity doesn't work. It's just that most people flat hadn't tried it. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yep. We think just because we attend the worship service that we're worshiping Jesus. Right. Like your attendance has really nothing to do with your worshiping Jesus. Nope. Should you attend? Yes. Hebrews uh, chapter 10, verse 26. Yes, you should. But well, by the way, I, did you know that the book of Hebrews was the last book that was included in the canon of Scripture? I, I did not know that. Did not know that. If it's a lie, <laughs> I read it in that book right there. <laughs> Didn't know it. Because they could not confirm its author. And I know you love the book of Hebrews. I do. And it's just, sorry, but that's... And these people that I really trust and I, I love their work, and they're like, and it's sort of dealing with all that stuff. And it says this reason it was the last book in because they couldn't mm-hmm. confirm its authorship. Mm-hmm. But it is so in tune with everything it else. Is. So, anyway, sorry. I just, you know. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just threw that out there. I'll write that down. <laughs> okay. No, right. so I have it. What else we got? <clears throat> We're going to move on to the next little thing. Can I, I got one last thing. I don't know. I guess it's because we've been out. I just, I'm talking way too much today. But, the, I, I think one of the reasons that we, we have people who don't attend church more is because that attendance should be coming from a – that should be the reaction to being in God's Word and to have a new relationship with Him, not the beginning of you don't mm. You don't go to church to have a relationship with God. You go to church because you have a relationship with, with Him already, and you want to worship Him and study yeah. His Word. And, Absolutely. And we, we've got it 
backwards so often where we say, well, i got to be a good Christian, so I'm going to go to church, yep. and then I'll learn how to be a good Christian. No, have a relationship with God, and then go worship Him because you're hungry to, yeah. to spend time He'll with Him. He'll put that desire in you. Right. Seriously. Right. All right, let's just move on then. Well, so as we move on, I think you're going to go to the next section. We don't have to, but you no, can do whatever. No, I want to. Okay. Um, <laughs> but what I was going to say, you know, it starts with the word blessed. Yes. And we often, I mean, people often say, I want God to bless me. I just want yeah. God to bless me. How can I get God to bless me? The, in the Bible, especially the Psalms, is filled yes. with what who the man is that God, the man kind that God blesses. And so here it starts off right in the very beginning. That'd be a good book. Yeah. The blessed man. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Going through the song. I can't write. <laughs> so, so now as we go into those next verses, then we see the blessings that come. Yes. Because, um, this man does not do these things, but he does do these things with the word of God. Yeah. I mean, it. I read a comment in a book while I was gone, um, trying to make sure. Uh, uh, I don't know who said it, but he says, you know, the Christian life is either easy or it's impossible. Mm. And if you say it's easy, then you're not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> and if you say it's impossible, you're on the something. <laughs> And that's when the Holy Spirit can move in and and begin to work in you. I thought that was a great quote. It just sort of jumped off the page when I was reading it. But it is true. It's so easy to get swayed by people with fine-sounding words. That's the reason Paul said, when I came to you, I didn't come to you with um, uh, big words or whatever. I just came and I preached Christ and Him crucified, period. You know, if the gospel won't do it, then nothing else. Flowery words is, listen, I'm far from the sharpest knife in the drawer. (laughs) And if I can just sort of uh, trick you into get saved, then somebody's going to be able to talk you out of it real quick. <laughs> right. Because they're going to be smarter than me. So, yeah, when he goes, he is like a tree uh, planted by the streams of water. Um, so it's this idea of permanence mm-hmm. uh, that we have if, if when you're in God's Word. It's something that when, when all everything turns against you, mm-hmm you have a foundation of permanence. That even when, you think about it, so if there's a drought, a lot of times, even if a creek bed goes dry, the trees that are along the creek bed never do because their roots are so far under Mm -hmm. and so deep and in the middle of that bed so that whatever nutrients and water and and wetness are there, they're under there. So when you are going through desert times and, and valley times, if your roots are buried deep in the knowledge of Jesus and his love, you can still flourish. Right, right. That's a great thought. Yep, absolutely. And that planted by streams of water, because that water, as you've said, that those nutrients, I mean, that's what gives the tree what it needs mm-hmm. um, that um, to thrive, to grow, to survive. Um, and so, and we see that in those verses that follow then, that it, it yields its fruit and its leaf doesn't wither mm-hmm. because it's planted with deep roots and because it's by that water. Right. Um, if we, and Jesus said that He is the living water, and and so when we have Jesus inside of us, then we have that living water inside of us, mm-hmm. and so then we also can be like that tree. But we don't have that; we can't have that if we're not in His Word. Right, and it speaks. Of, so I'm going to give you another P. <laughs> so I gave you the permanence that it's a tree, 
Second is our position, mm-hmm. that we're by the streams of water, right, right. by the living water. So your, your position is always yes. snuggled up to yes. and abiding in the Holy Spirit. Right. And so when you have those two in common, you can do, which brings me to my third P, the productivity. Mm-hmm. It yields its fruit right. in its season. Right. Yep. You are always being fruitful. Now, what fruit is he talking about? I believe the fruit of the Spirit. That was it come in Galatians chapter 5. But he's talking about even fruit there that when you think about things that you should be doing, the Christian life is not a bunch of no-nos. It's a bunch of go-go's. Right. <laughs> I just I just came okay. out of my head, man. That, but I'm not going to sing that song that came to my head. Woo. You have a song about the go by the go-go's or, no, or about no. the go-go's? It's just, never mind. Extra points if it's gangster rap. <laughs> is it gangster rap? No. no. Far from it. Far from it. Anyway. Fruit of the Spirit's not a coconut. <laughs> but I, I was right along the same lines with you in, in that thought. That Until. <laughs> the, uh, the amazing thing is in, in this illustration, you know, there's other permanent things that could have been used. It could have said rock. Yeah. But it's an active permanence mm-hmm. that's oh, yeah, continually yeah. nourishing and growing and producing and providing. And so don't don't treat Jesus and don't treat God like this. Or the Holy Spirit specifically, because he's the one working in you. That uh, as this stationary rock that, yes, has lasted all this time, but isn't actively doing anything. This whole time has been has been just abuzz with preparation for God's kingdom. Oh, you can get it. Jesus is the rock, but the Holy Spirit is the water that flows from the rock. That's right. And God, the Father, is the one who put the rock there. (laughs) So they're all involved in it, the Trinity. So yeah, you get all that permanence and productivity and and when you position yourself correctly, that God will do a work in you. Mm -hmm. And he desires to do a work. So that's the reason I say Christianity is not so much a no-no, but it's a go-go. Go and do. Go and produce. Right, right. It's not go and sit. You know, I, I go back to Colossians chapter 1, and I think it's verse 25 when Paul writing that God made me a, a steward of this ministry for you, mm-hmm. not for me, but for you. And as I said yesterday, God saved you with somebody else in mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's powerful. Yep. So we're called to go, go and make disciples. It does not mean that I get on a plane and I fly to Bolivia and there. I lit, I did share the gospel in the airport. Right. Um, person didn't get saved but hey i was talking about jesus and and rick vive you know rick he's on an airplane man he's sharing the gospel and so it's his whole as we were traveling every opportunity that we had we would open our mouth about jesus and you know a couple of times we found a couple of people that were believers that man we just sort of had times of encouragement and then other times people just weren't interested that's going to happen the key is to go and as you go you are always open for these divine appointments to stop and to talk to the people about Jesus and their need for salvation. Right. The only one true great need of all man is Jesus. Yep. Nothing else. Yep. So if we plug in, if we find that permanence that is found in Jesus, and we position ourselves accordingly as he calls us to, to where we are feasting on that living water, you will then produce the fruit that God calls you to produce in your life. It's not a great and hard concept. Right. Right. Now, is it easy? I didn't say it was easy. I just said it wasn't a hard concept. Right, right. Because if you're not careful, what the enemy wants to do is keep you away from his word, keep you away from prayer, and keep you from doing the things that God... He, he's going to attack your mind. He's going to attack your brain. He's going to attack your time. To, so you don't have time. 
but it is to be a discipline for our life. Right. Yeah. You have to discipline yourself to do it. Thoughts. Our time's up. I <laughs> see that. <laughs> Which is crazy. I've forgotten how short this was. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, just that, um, you know, it says in Ephesians that God has prepared works for us mm. beforehand for us to do. Um, and so we do have works that he desires us to do. And it may be going to Bolivia for a mission trip, but it may be, it may be just um, being an influence on the people that you work with every day. Yeah. It, it may be just um, writing a note of encouragement yep. to somebody. It could be just, you know, smiling at yeah. the cashier in the store because nobody does that anymore. Um, and we just have to be open. Our eyes have to be open. Our heart has to be open to know what it is that God wants us to do. I have truly found that in COVID, some things that have come out of COVID, if you were to ask me, the power of a written note. Yeah, I, I've written a bunch over the past year and a half. And the response mm. to people that get that note is just crazy good. You know, people are like, I'm going to cherish that. Think I'm, I'm thinking, okay, well, make me feel bad. You finally got a note from the pastor, so you're going to cherish it, and you're going to put a, can I write you another one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. What you got? Um, my thought was just, at the end of this psalm, it's easy to say, well, which boat am I in? There's two. There's clearly two groups, and, and the answer to that is actually another question. It's, what are you afraid of? Yeah. Are you afraid that you're going to miss out on some temporary thing this earth has to offer? Or are you so afraid that you're going to miss out on something that Jesus has for you, that God has for you, that you, you're just clamoring for his word constantly and to be in his will constantly because you, you realize what a privilege it is to be part of his kingdom? Yeah. That'll tell you what group you're in. Yeah. Mine is, man, just plug into Jesus. Mm. Plug into the Holy Spirit. Um, it's really what we're doing here in Psalm 1 is really encouraging you to do that. Um, you will never regret the time spent with Jesus. Right. Yep. Right. Because just when you need him most, yep. he'll be there. Yep. Like the song says, four days late, but right on time. <laughs> That's a cool song, man. Anyway, so anything else? Anything else you got? Want to share? It's good to be back. It's good it's to, be back. to be back. Yeah. We've we missed we missed each other <laughs> and the goofiness. <laughs> <laughs> Why both of you look at me when he says goofy? Well, you are like the <laughs> goose of grace. Need I say more? <laughs> hey, so God bless you guys. Um, hey, producer DJ Dan, close it out, man. Then I'll have a few things to say. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the fact that we have the privilege to, to be able to put those roots into you, those deep roots, and know that you will always provide more than we need. You always provide an abundance. And, and that you're actively involved in our lives, our hearts, and our eternity. And we just pray that your word become part of our daily lives that, that just feeds us throughout, throughout our days and years until we get to see your beautiful face. Yes. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Amen, amen. And my name is Hank Meadows. I'm senior pastor here at Marion Baptist Church. I've got my home slice, hey, Miss hey. Mona, and I'm producer DJ Dan doing the riffs over there. And, um, hey, this has been the Mosaic of Marion. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Bye. Ooh.